You say you're right at PG. I'm right at PG too. You say you're right at PG. It's my birthday. Happy birthday. I am 37 years old. You did it. Magical 37. We are entering upper 30s. You better watch, watch, watch your words there. Boah. Light years away from, <sighs> from being aged. <laughs> so welcome to Rated PG. I'm Melissa Pressman. I'm Benji Pressman. Uh, it is for real my birthday. That is and true. She's <laughs> not lying. She's not one of those people who has like four birthdays. <laughs> this is you not. You never know which one it this is. This isn't uh, uh, for the podcast. Um and uh, we watch movies that our kids watch over and over again and talk about it uh, to sort of keep ourselves from going crazy because the movies can get a little nutty sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you have to talk your way through a horrendous situation. Yeah. It's, you know, so you don't get uh, PTSD, right? Uh, yeah, or maybe you do the talking to alleviate the PTSD. I don't know. We're not mental health professionals. I mean, it's basically like you went to war. Raising I, children is. I mean, let's be honest. I you, don't know if I can. You come out of it and. It's, it's definitely life altering. Like, I mean, think about it. Especially those first, like, that first, like, three to four months. There is a fog. I've heard about the fog of war. Maybe it's the same. I think it came from parents. And they were like, oh, I recognize that. And then they just gave it to soldiers to be nice. Yeah, I'm sure that's how it went. (laughs) (laughs) That seems right. It's totally the same. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyways, but um, once we started doing this on the reg every week, uh, we decided to do uh, the third week would be a throwback. And since it's my birthday, it's my throwback. Well, so what are we watching? Troop Beverly Hills. What a thrill. What Beverly a Hills, thrill. what a thrill. Um, I thought that was going to be the song you were going to <laughs> alter for this podcast. No, it's my birthday. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Uh, also, I forgot to mention our children. Uh, Nathan, four. Liam and Charlie, two. And here we go. <laughs> Should I read the description? Uh, Yes, please. A soon-to-be-divorced Beverly Hills socialite is determined to prove to her husband and herself that she can finish what she starts out to do by becoming a den mother to a troop of Beverly Hills Girl Scouts. Right away, right off the bat, that description is wrong. They're not Girl Scouts. No, they're wilderness girls, so (laughs) whoever did that. Wrong, IMDb. Idiot. Uh, So the opening credits start which are they're actually really cool opening credits and i'm is it the animator for ren and stimpy because it looks very similar oh that i don't i will have to do some digging don't don't wait on me (laughs) dig away so that's really cool it's it's all animated and they're sort of like going through what it is to be a wilderness girl in beverly hills um and we have Miss Shelley Long, who is fabulous and amazing, as always. And I also, I didn't realize it, but um, I always forget. I've seen this movie several times, but I always forget in the credits, and then they're, like, introducing Jenny Lewis. I always forget, like, this was her first thing that she did. Yeah, I mean, it was... Because she sort of had a moment in the late 80s, early 90s, and I think she didn't really want to be an actor anymore, right? Mm -mm. And decided to be a musician. And she's really good. Uh, yeah. Yes, she is. Was she in a group? Rilo Kylie. There it is. I saw them back in the day when they had, like, Sunset Junction. You were right. He's a problematic, problematic person, apparently, but a good animator. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we talked about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I forgot. I blocked it out. <laughs> Oh, oh, anyway. Uh, so, 
they do the credits, they're introducing, and then we cut to the, they're having a wilderness girls meeting, and they're trying to find a troop leader for Troop Beverly Hills. And they have a application from Phyllis Neffler. And they're looking at her picture and they're reading like her bio or whatever, whatever she filled out for the application. And as they're reading it, they're then showing how she is like that in her day to day. And like she's like gossiping with her girlfriend. She's shopping. She buys like a bazillion pairs of shoes. Right. She's thrifty. So she like talked the lady down to $5,000 for her dress. Because it was missing the bead. $1989, no less. <laughs> and, and she said she loved. Um, she loved animals, and then it showed her, like, kissing a diamond frog at Cartier and, like, all this stuff. And, and then they're like, well, she's perfect, so she's hired. And also, we get a uh, young Tori Spelling, brown hair, yeah. as a brunette. She is in the Red Feathers troupe. I mean, Donna Martin as a villain makes a lot of sense. And Velda is sort of the antagonist? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Velda Plimpton, and she <laughs> she's a bit of a hard ass. Like she really is. Plender, her last name. Oh, is Plender. Plender. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. She's a little nuts. Yeah, she's really, she really, she's really into being a wilderness girl. She is very much a 1980s movie villain. Yeah. As a whole, this is an extremely 80s movie. Even though it came out right at the end of the 80s, it just felt like with the fashion, with so Avion bottles everywhere. But it was 89. Right. But so, well, I don't know if it came out in 89, but in the movie. No, I think it did. It was 89 because, yeah. So it was, it was like peak 80s. Yeah. It really, but I mean, that was one of the takeaways. I was like, man, like there was like side ponies. There were the posters. Oh, yeah. Uh, the slouch socks. The decorating scheme in their house. Is the same color palette that my grandparents' condo was. Oh my good! Right, yeah, the yeah. couches were the it, not the exact same furniture, but yeah. it was the same like teal and salmon yeah. coloring, and that and they moved there in 1990 or 89, so yeah. it made sense. So it was very, it was very of its time, but it almost felt like if somebody were to make a movie now, set in 1989, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> it would look they would make all the same choices. Well, yeah, but they weren't... I mean, the thing is, though, it wasn't a period piece. It just, that's how things were. <laughs> right, but it's because they're rich, they can be on trend for everything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, And it's still authentic. Uh, yeah, so then we see uh, Phyllis, like, driving around, fabulous clothes, cars, everything she has is fabulous. And then we find out she gets home... She goes in, and then her husband shows up, Fred, Freddy. And, Coach. And we learn that they are in the process of a divorce. Do you think at this stage, was Craig T. Nelson attractive? Was he handsome? I have never found him attractive, but that doesn't mean someone didn't. His pants in this movie are out of control. But we do see Phyllis interacting with Rosa, mm-hmm. the housekeeper, and they have a very good relationship. It's very much that she's a part of the family, and I, I enjoyed that dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And that is the woman who played Karen Walker's maid, like the whole first... Uh, oh, on Will and Grace? Yeah. Nice. The first uh, iteration. Good for her. Yeah. Um... And, you know, Phyllis is, like, letting him know she's going to be the troop leader for Hannah. That's their daughter, which is Jenny Lewis. Uh, She's going to be the troop leader for the Wilderness Girls, and they're going to, you know, do some mother-daughter bonding. And he was like, oh, yeah, right. Like, you're ever going to stick with this. You don't stick with anything. And they go through it. No one believes in her that she can do this. 
And then she was like, all right, fine. Then I will help you move out. And she just starts throwing his stuff out the window. And the gardener was out there, like, doing, like, a he leaf blower. He just right, kept going. Just took it right in stride. Just clo- <laughs> I'm like, how often are clothes raining down while he is blowing leaves I and guess grass? all the time. I have to say, I did see this when it came out. Mm-hmm. But because I think Aliza was, my older sister was 11. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, perfect age for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, obviously, we were a little younger, but still resonated. Um, but I hadn't seen it, I think, all the way through since. And I didn't remember how much time was spent on their marital problems. Because yeah. I guess my question is, is this a kid's movie? Because the, yeah. the kids are secondary characters. It's, she's, it's really her movie, right? Like it's, It definitely felt a little... Not as kid-oriented as if they were a Troop Beverly Hills made now. But this movie is, I believe, rated PG. It is rated, but 1989 rated PG. But I'm like, the kids' movies back in the day, I think, had a little more oomph. Like, they were allowed to have a little more oomph to them. They did say shit a lot in this movie. Yes, they did. Because you could. Now you can't. No, I mean, there's no... And you see how fucked up we are now? Maybe maybe we should change the world the rules because mm. we're fine. Us, yes. Yeah, I thought you were saying society. I was like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not society. Society is fucked. <laughs> you and I yeah, are, we are great. We're amazing. <laughs> yeah. But that was that did strike me as we, you know I was during the course of the, watching this movie I was thinking if they were to remake this movie. Mm-hmm what things would be different. And I don't, I'm curious if they would either make it more grown up and keep it centered on Phyllis Mm -hmm. or reorient it to be more kid centric Mm -hmm. and have it be more, you know, like a Disney movie where it's really the kids are the standouts. But I felt the kids did stand out. Right. But there, no no kid, even Hannah was the most, we get the most background on her because mm-hmm. we see her parents all the time. She's still not like the main character in the movie. And I'm wondering if they were to remake this movie, if they would orient it. So like the mom and dad plot, like got secondary and it was more focused on the kids. I, it wouldn't be the same movie by any stretch. No, but I just, I, as a child of divorce, having a movie focus around divorce didn't feel grown up. So I don't think because you have a theme that, that happens to grown-ups makes it a grown-up movie because it does affect the whole family. No, I understand that. I just meant like, <laughs> would it be instead of following Phyllis with her friends? Mm-hmm. And but we didn't follow Phyllis with her friends. We followed Phyllis with the troop. But we do see her without the kids from time to time. Yes, every now and then, but it's not, but it's usually centered around what's going to happen with the troop. Yeah, or it's either that or something with Fred. Right. So I don't, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't feel like a grown-up movie to me because there was a couple who was getting divorced. Yeah, and, and I don't think that was the issue for me. It was really more where the, if you look the at, depth like, of focus of at, the movie But look is. at a movie like Parent Trap. Um, it's not focused on like just the kids. It is about this divorce. Like once it like flips over, it, the parents get a really a bigger focus, and them trying to get the the parents together. Was it the same in the original Parent Trap, or was that? I don't remember the original. I honestly only really remember the Lindsay Lohan version, which is a really good movie. Yeah, she was great in it. Um, uh, what do you mean? Like, is it the same focus? Do the parents get as much attention in the original as they do yeah. in the remake? Okay. Yeah. Because it's about getting the parents back together. And this does have a little bit of that. There's a little bit of the parent trap vibe of the wanting to get the parents back together. Yeah. There's definitely that desire, but not as much agency on Hannah's part to push it. No, there's only a couple she gives things them that some happens. But like talks, but she yeah. doesn't like trick them into going on a date together. No. Um, and so <laughs> we went way off on that. But anyway. <laughs> uh, um, so they're going to have their first meeting 
and Phyllis has set up this like whole thing at a park and like everybody's showing up and it's like all the usual like rich Here's a Lamborghini. Here's a Rolls Royce. Yeah. Here's a and classic convertible. And all the girls, you know, like their parents have these like big, you know, things like the one <laughs> the one Who's girl richest. I can't, I can't remember her name in the movie, but her dad <laughs> <laughs> Phil just kept calling him dictator. Yes, <laughs> because he's supposed he was. to be like Amelda and I don't remember uh, like the Marcos. Like cuz yeah. at one point later in the movie somebody asked her how many shoes she has. And but they don't um they like don't he was never country. like I'm not dictator. Don't call me that. It was like, "Hello, yes, call me dictator." I know it's, <laughs> it's sort really of really weird. <laughs> and in my head I'm like, "Are we normalizing war crimes <laughs> right now?" <laughs> so that but was, it's okay cuz he's rich. He just lives in Beverly Hills. And his daughter is... <laughs> his, they had, like, armed guards with Uzis on them. Yeah. So she shows up. Um, another girl, and I cannot think of her name. She's a very well-known actress Carla now. Cugino? Yes. She shows up, and she's in, like, her riding pants and, and jacket. Like, she's, like, just come from horseback riding. That was Chica. Yeah. Or she's going to be going... Or, you know, something like that. Maybe she um, just likes dressing like it. The, the girl from Small Wonder, the crazy neighbor, she's in it. Her dad is a plastic surgeon. He's paying her to, like, go be a part of the troupe. Um, the one... the uh, Kelly little, Martin. Kelly Martin. Her dad is an actor who is not working and has no money. And so he doesn't want to, like, drop her off in front of everybody because his car is, like, falling apart. Um, and then uh, I don't. The girl I think her whose name dad's Mar- a director, right? Oh yeah, the girl. There's a girl whose dad's a director. I don't know. I don't know that I ever saw her in something else. No, she did remind me a little bit of the friend from Teen Witch, but it's not the same actor. No, but just character-wise, yeah. For some reason, uh, so yeah, her dad's a director. Um, then the, Tess. And then there's the girl who's um, who was on Punky Brewster. Yeah, Cherry. Or she wasn't Cherry. She was Margot on Punky Brewster. And her mom is also friends. It seems like she's close friends with Phyllis. Right. And they are, uh, her mom is a, a romance novelist. And her dad's a lawyer who ends up who re- is representing the, the uh, Craig Freddie Nelson's character. And, at, you know, in the divorce. Um, and then uh, the last little girl. Her dad's a boxer. Her dad's a boxer. And they're already like, I thought it was interesting that they were dealing with like race relations, even <laughs> even if it was in this like small moment. But like her, her dad gets pulled over by the cops, and I mean the car he has is amazing. And the officer was going to give him a ticket, and it, she was in the back seat and was like, "Excuse me," and she like went off on the cop, and they were <laughs> like, "Shh, be quiet." <laughs> and then. She was like, this is my dad, and he's amazing, and then you can shake his hand. And the, and the cop was like, oh, my God, I didn't know. So that happened. like, can I get your autograph? And, and he holds out the ticket pad, and he's like, not on that. Yeah. But I was trying to think, who do you think was richer, Chica or the dictator's daughter? Like, which family seemed like they had more money? Chica. She's, they seem loaded. Right. Um, so... And it's basically oh, so then, like a tea so then, party in the park. Yeah, so they're having like this whole thing. And then they they realize that they need to get uniforms. Like they don't have uniforms. So they go to get them and <laughs> Shelly Long is just like, This is terrible. <laughs> These uniforms are horrible. It's so great. And she's like, Oh, it's awful. So she takes it to her like designer and she's like, fix this. And then everything that she wears after that. Is amazing. <laughs> like and, and every like wilderness and it's just girl in uniform. the color scheme. Yeah, but it green looks, with khaki, like forest green and khaki. Looks fantastic. So she shows up to the meeting, the first meeting, and of the troop leaders of the troop leaders to like get to like orientation, I guess. And Velda's leaving, leading it, and is being crazy and was basically like if you think you're going to make cookies with those girls you could just leave and, and like a couple ladies couple ladies left because we get part of Velda's backstory I always want to call her Velma but it's Velda is she was in she was a military medic or something like that so she's coming at it from a very militaristic she's mindset very intense yes um and is she full-time like she's not a volunteer like she works for the organization I think so yeah okay um and then 
And she has like an assistant, Annie. And uh, and Phyllis is not uh, swayed by her. Like she doesn't, she's not intimidated. She's not worried about it. And then she has to take the girls camping. And I said, I want to go camping Beverly Hills style. It was well, kind of it amazing. Was, it like, was glamping. Because they had like, <laughs> it was like somebody hired like a party planner tent setup yeah. situation. It was kind of nuts. And they had like their Fondue. catered food out. And it was pretty, it was pretty nice. And they were all like, we're bored. And Phyllis is just sitting there smoking with her like cigarette holder. Oh, she had a cigarette the whole time. Another very different thing very of the time they don't really let people smoke anymore she's like um, drinking champers and had like a cigarette holder and they were like we're bored so then she taught them how to make fondue and this whole thing and she had this like white fur coat and <laughs> and then it just starts raining and they were camping like near the hollywood sign and then it just starts raining like out of nowhere and she falls and it's maybe terrible. the least realistic part of this movie is they were somewhere in the la area and it just uh, out yeah. of nowhere right. thunderstorm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then she's like, we can't do this anymore. So they go and stay at uh, which hotel? The, the Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Hotel. Just the Beverly Hills Hotel. Yeah. Which and I'd like to do someday. And they go there <laughs> and she calls up <laughs> the Wilderness Girls like headquarters or something. I was like, I'm just telling you, this place was horrible. There was bugs and rain <laughs> and like... <laughs> completely inadequate so we're at the beverly hills hotel if anybody's looking for us okay bye and then they have a very lovely time they get room service they're hanging out they're telling ghost stories (laughs) she keeps drinking champagne (laughs) and then (laughs) she tells a story (laughs) it's amazing about like the scary part was she got a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she she went to a different, like, her normal salon, but the stylist, her normal stylist was out of town, yeah. so he went somewhere else, and he gave her a perm, and everybody screams. Yeah, it was funny. And then, you know, everyone goes to sleep, and you see that she's, like, she's really good at caretaking and cares about all of the girls, not just, like, her daughter. And, and then the next day, um, Velda shows up, and they're just there, like, hanging out in the hotel room. Playing cards with a bellboy. You know, for like hot dogs and marshmallows, a lot of like weird wiener innuendo, and then yeah, that was a little weird. He's a grown man, like yeah, playing with wieners with a the bunch children. Of, I mean, because they're supposed to be like thirteen, yeah, like middle like school, twelve, thirteen, yeah. And then there is, um, they're watching Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> and it's the episode where he's got the really big underwear. <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I remember watching this movie when I was little and being like, oh my God, I love that episode. <laughs> There's actually another Pee Wee Herman reference later. Oh, yeah, because Annie's last name is Herman. Yeah. Um, so Velda comes not happy. She's like super rude, really angry, and is basically like, you guys suck. And that only creates like more resolve to be wilderness girls. Like they feel like they have to prove themselves. Like they all have this like, sense that they have to like prove that they're good enough to be a part of this um and then uh velda decides that annie is going to be her assistant troop leader they're going to get dirt on her like she just for whatever reason cannot stand that phyllis is doing this job and doesn't want to quit yeah i think because she's out to get the troop beverly hills even before she wanted them disbanded. She wanted them disbanded. She just, I don't know if she doesn't like rich people or thinks that they're not, can't hack it. I don't know, but she is, she's gunning for them. So uh, Annie shows up and then they decide like the Red Feathers made them feel bad. Or was it? No, they did. They had like a, a show. There yeah. was a show. Yeah, they, they had to go. They were some gathering. And they were doing their craft. And I thought their craft was pretty awesome. But everybody laughed at them. And they were like, they're from Beverly Hills. And uh. did you want one of those backpacks that they made when you were originally no. watching this? No. Um, and they um, they they felt like bad because the Red Feathers had all these patches. And they didn't have any. And really, ultimately, 
the biggest problem they've had as a troop is that they couldn't keep a leader. Yeah. Because, you know, parents would volunteer and then just leave them. Like, so they never actually got to get into and do the things that you would need to do to earn the patches. So was it the parents of those girls just kept flaking on them, like the other parents? Or yes. were there other girls mm-hmm. in the troop who dropped out who had parents who were flaking on them? Or was it, it both? Maybe a, a combination of both. But um, so they decide that they're going to start to like create their own patches and do the patches that they can. Yeah. So um, one aside, at some point in here, we see Freddie's TV commercial. Yeah. Right. And he's the muffler man. Yeah. So I didn't like how many of those muffler shops do they have that they can live the lifestyle? Cause they are spending crazy amounts of money all the time. Like, mm. do, do you think it's like a national chain of It must shops? be. He must have done something. I don't know. Because yeah, they got a lot of money. They have a lot of money. Um, so they're creating the patches. They're, you know, and there's this whole like montage of them earning patches and all the different kinds. And there's like jewel, jewelry appreciation. And um, there were ones that were actually like in the book. But they t- took their own spin on them. Yeah. Uh, but then there was also, I think you could, everybody could get one make up your own. Patch. Yeah, there was something like that. And then they, well, she made up a couple. But I think each girl got one of those, right? Oh, I, don't, that? I think it was like that one girl got jewelry appraisal. And I think, I think it was like for each girl, she found a custom one. But then the other ones, they were checking off okay. as a group. Um, and they were doing like, they got like a dance patch and she was teaching them all. And I just remember the Freddy always made me laugh. <laughs> that dance was so crazy. Is that a real dance? Yes. It looks bananas. It's weird. And it's where crazy. did they go that we see Annette and Frankie run by? Oh, that was at uh, Beverly Hills Hotel. When they, when Velda was walking up, we saw them <laughs> run by. It was such a random cameo. They don't come back. There's no real reason for it. I, 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 other I, than to like establish that there's there celebrities, celebrities in Beverly Hills. They get them and like Cheech Marin. That's the, and Pia Zadora. Those are the, that's the level. There's some other people. But those are like the big ones. Who else was there? Like, uh, oh, the guy. Well, I don't remember his name, but he. I know he was on the love boat. He was oh. playing himself. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in Kareem it. Abdul-Jabbar. Um, but he was also on Married with Children, and he. he oh, Treat Williams. Yeah, he was on there. From Hair. Yeah. Um. So the guy who directed this directed Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. And Treat Williams was the villain, in the original Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, okay. So maybe that was That's part why. of it. Whatever. So, um, <laughs> and then they do like a CPR badge, which I was like, this is a little nuts because it, it was like some police officer teaching them. And he's like, here, let me show you how. And then he basically just made out with her. Super inappropriate. <laughs> and the song is <laughs> like, French kissing in the USA. French kissing in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> he even like gave himself like mouth spray. <laughs> yeah, he was going for it. <laughs> and then she wrote his number down under the <laughs> Oh. So then they show up at divorce court. Well, I guess it's just court, but they were there for like a, a hearing to decide when they were gonna have the date. But they show up with every she brings all the girls. And she was like, we were just re-explaining the fall fashions to the blind. And one of them said they could see the colors. It was beautiful, you know, this whole thing. And she's like, I think it's important that they see how the judicial system works and la, 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 la. Um, And then we find out, like, he wants to move up the date of when they have their, like, final hearing or whatever it is. And it was like, why is this such a big deal? And it was like, because he's thinking about remarriage. Which I was like, that was, that first off came out of nowhere. And also, the person that he's seen, which we did get introduced to, she's like this younger woman. He's been seeing her for maybe a month. Maybe? Yeah, it doesn't, it because he was the one, like, helping, like, she was helping him find a condo. Like, how yeah. long? And they've been separated a couple months, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. He was like living in the pool house. And that, it, it seemed like that was new when the movie opened, like him living in the pool house, that like they had sort of just gotten to that because he was still packing up his stuff. Like his stuff was still in the house. Yeah. So it, 
I don't know. It was just one of those things where you're like, what? Why are you thinking about getting remarried? Like, you aren't even divorced yet. You just met this other woman. Yeah, I realize I, I confused Treat Williams and Ted McGinley. I think that was Ted McGinley, not Treat Williams. They look very similar. Ted McGinley sounds more right. Yes. Was he on the... He was on, yes, he was on all the things we said. Love married quote, with children. Married with children. Yeah. Okay. Revenge of the Nerds. But for some, Tre- Treat Williams was the guy in hair, and I... I just always thought they were the same person. Hmm. He was in Everwood. Oh, yes. No, they are not the same. They're person. not the same person, but you see. Yes. They, they're similar looking. No, they're not. Okay. Well, so. these photos look very similar, <laughs> and I will stick with that for the rest of my life. <sighs> so. But yeah. He, so that aside, they're very, you know, and they, they leave, and everybody's kind of sad about it, and she's feeling, you know, dejected. But. They also have like gotten a record number of patches in, in a record amount of time. They're crushing their patch game. And so she's going to do this whole thing on a boat. And she's like, you just need to bring like $6 for the patches. It's going to be amazing. And Kelly Martin's character like is like, I'm not doing this. This is stupid and runs away. Oh, and in this moment, <laughs> Phyllis is <laughs> dressed very what at the time was not, but now is culturally inappropriate. <laughs> oh, she yeah. was in like full headdress. headdress. She had like the like um, fringy pants, <laughs> and she had this giant like turquoise necklace. And she was explaining to the girls how the basically it's Native Americans inspired the, the turquoise, turquoise jewelry trend. Like, uh, yeah, it was like this thing. So then she was like running after her uh, Kelly Martin in like the full headdress and uh, and like sat down and you know like what's going on and you know she's basically like I don't have the money and then she was like telling a story about when she didn't have money and you know it is embarrassing and she gets it but it's okay like you know, we've all been there and you don't have to feel bad. And um, and then the uh, small wonder neighbor girl comes out and is like, it's, you know, she's like, money isn't everything. Uh, uh, Phyllis said that. And then the neighbor comes out and she's just like, yeah, but having friends with money is pretty great. Man. So she gives her some money and was like, and then <laughs> the interest is only something. 10%. Yeah. And Phyllis like, like, punches her, gives her a look or something. She's like, I'm just kidding. Man, that girl's character on Small Wonder. <laughs> Oof, she was so obnoxious, so nosy. I think that was the point. Like, so She knew something was... I mean, she wasn't wrong. There was a, a robot a robot pretending to be a little girl yeah. in that house, which is weird. Yeah. Well, I don't know that she was pretending. She was just programmed to be a little girl. Yeah. Fair. That's different. The family was pretending she was a little girl, right? That she was real, yes. No one was saying she was a robot. <laughs> Which, again, I'm like, why not? Like, that's impressive. It's cooler if you're like, hey, we, we have a robot. We have a robot that looks like a human. That's amazing. I forgot Kelly Martin was on ER. She was? Oh, I forgot about that, too. At the beginning. Oh, good for her. Um, okay, so they're on the boat. <laughs> they have a pirate band. <laughs> They're big on their seats. I will say, <sighs> I mean, these parents are all relatively supportive. Like, they show up. They do show up. They're except there. Except for chicas. But. Um, and uh, they give, she's giving out the patches. Everybody's happy. They're clapping. She goes to give out the patches to Hannah. And Hannah moves when they go to do, like, give her a hug when her mom and dad go to hug her. And they kiss. Which I said, this is where I was like, that feels like very parent trappy where, yeah. you know, I mean, the whole movie isn't like that, but there were like little moments. And then the Lisa the, girlfriend like falls off the boat. Yeah. Like she like went to stop him or something happened. Then she falls off the boat and is like freaking out. I mean, I know she is not nice to Hannah mm-hmm. or sort of indifferent about Hannah. So that's not a great character trait, but no. they definitely don't treat her well. No. The movie does not kind to Lisa. I mean, yeah, but that's that's how it goes. You it, you don't want to like her because no, no. in this movie you don't want that person. To but again, it was one of those so things that felt very eighties movie to me. That like the just how they treat like the, the general treatment of the 
antagonists of various sorts is yeah. a little cartoonish. Yeah. Um, so, so that happens. And then we go to um, Annie. Annie has moved in now, right? Like, because Velda is just like, this is getting worse. Yes. Like, they've earned all these patches. They've done all this stuff. Why is this not working? And she tried, like, she gave all these pictures she showed to, like, the head woman of the wilderness girls and was like, look, she's doing all this crazy stuff. You have to, like, get her out of here. And she was like, she looks like she's fine to me. And where did you get all these pictures? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you. So then she says, so she's like, Annie, you're going to go live with her. So Right, because she's like, well, because Annie says, I guess... I guess it's over. We don't have to do this anymore. And Felda says, actually, now is what we have to go twice as hard. Yeah, like you have to go live with her. Double down. So she goes, she goes there and she says like her house is being fumigated. And, you know, Felda's like, you can stay here as long as you need. Like, don't worry about it. She's very nice. Like, she's not. I mean, I was thinking about this. That boat party. Mm -hmm. She's asking the girls for $750 to cover their patches and then probably drops 50 grand. Right. To throw a party to throw for the them. party. Like, yeah. But she's not she's asking anybody, as far as we know, anybody for money for any that. Any of the parents or anything like that. No. Um, and while that's happening, uh, the, what is the, the, uh, their housekeeper's name? Rosa. Rosa. Okay. Pretty sure. Um, but she comes up and she was like, Chica's here and she's upset. And Chica's very stoic. So Phyllis was like, how can you tell? So they go down and she was like, oh, it's stupid. I can't believe I'm here. And, you know, Phyllis is like, well, let me at least like, you know, like you can at least just wait here till your parents get here. And she's like, that's not going to happen. They're in like Morocco or something or Mumbai or I don't know. But they left. And she's like, they didn't mean to leave me on my birthday. It was a last minute trip. And she's crying. And then I started crying. Yeah, that really got to you. <laughs> like... It really felt like it came out of nowhere. <laughs> I just got really upset. <laughs> I mean, did it trigger something? Was there a a birthday that didn't get the atten- attention uh, deserved? You you do like to honor your birthday. I do. I don't really want to get into it, but <laughs> maybe. Maybe there's... Though so your circumstances were different, there is some... You can sympathize. I guess so. I don't know. It's just like... It really got me. It hit me. Uh, yeah, my note was Chica's Miss Birthday really got to Melissa. <laughs> I wrote that down in my notes. <laughs> and so, then Rosa then, says, give me, give like me 10, 10 minutes. minutes. She she made like an enchilada cake. Okay. I yeah, was it like, wasn't like a cake cake. I was like, does she just have a cake no, it ready was, to go? I mean, that's a good. It was like an enchilada. Oh, Always we, doing laundry. That's <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you have three boys. Um so they they do this whole birthday thing and you know make her feel really special and then it's cookie time. So yeah. they go to the docks for like to, to Well they get they get stripped of all their patches, right? That's, that's, that's at the, the thing. Docks. So they're at the docks and they're like we're going to get cookies and we're going to do all this stuff and Velda was basically like your patches are worthless get rid of them like they don't count and this whole thing and like how many cookie boxes and they're so they're going around to like give out the cookie boxes and you have to have sell a thousand to participate in all the jamboree activities i think is what they said no you can go to the jamboree but like selling a thousand meat meant something more yeah i don't know what it was but oh what happened too was like phyllis just went up to velda and was like oh my god can you believe it my girls have done like all these patches like isn't this great and she really is trying. She's trying. She's not, she's never mean to Velda. And she's never like, she doesn't like look down on her. And she very much like respects that she is the she's authority her in that. And Mon Capitan and things like, like that. She's really not, um, she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't put her down or anything. No. And it has no judgment that she is not feminine. Like she's feminine. Like she has no feeling about it. But Velda is, she just, like, hates her. And, and then she really goes, that's when she goes off on her and then is like, your patches don't mean anything. And no empathy for the kids involved. I mean, these are children. No. And, it, and she was like, please don't, like, please don't yell. Like, don't do this right now. Like, please. Like, they worked really hard for those. And she was like, nope, they're crap. So she goes back and she feels awful. 
to the troop and they're like, you know what? We don't need these. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, we, we still, we're still wilderness girls. We've all worked really hard and we, we're fine. We're okay. We'll turn our patches in. We don't care. Patches. We don't need no stinking patches. <laughs> That's what Rosa said. <laughs> <Yeah>. And then, <laughs> um, and then they're like, Let, well, let's like prove it. Like, let's get her where she get, you know, she gets it, the cookies. So the red feathers get a thousand boxes and Troop Beverly Hills gets 2,000 boxes. Boom. And then uh, when they first start trying to sell the cookies in the neighborhood, the red feathers are like one step ahead of them. They keep going to all their houses. So they're like sabotaging their ability to sell cookies in their own neighborhood. Yeah, which is just... So then Phyllis holds... It's not a cool. Me- no, it's not. So the Phyllis holds a meeting with all the parents. Again, you know, very supportive and like, like let's figure out what to do. And um, the one woman who, the romance novelist, is like, well, why can't we just buy all these cookies? Like, what? Which is what some parents, I believe, do. Like, what's what's the problem? And she was like, I, you know, I thought about that. But they really, they need to be able to do this. They need to have this, you know, accomplishment. It'll mean something to them. And also, you know, this will get them more involved in their community. Like, she was really on top of it about mm-hmm. why they needed to actually sell the cookie boxes, not just have their parents buy them. Right. Like and she was getting, I think in the process of working with the girls, she was beginning to understand like why they felt like they didn't fit in with the wilderness girls. Right. And I think it's not explicitly stated because this is still very, it really celebrates wealth and materialism in this movie for sure. But I think at the same time, it, she is trying to convey that your your worth is not related to how much money you have. And she doesn't really treat anybody in any way different regardless of their right. of their material uh status. Yeah. No. Um and so then they come up with all these like really great ideas on how to sell cookies and they there's a whole amazing <laughs> cookies. <laughs> I love it. Um and they sell a lot and so she calls up Velda and is like, hey, um, I just wanted you to know, like, we weren't, we didn't sell 2,000 boxes. And Velda was sort of like, <laughs> I knew. She's like, we sold 4,000. And Velda was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, so we're going to have a big party and we're going to have a check ceremony. We'd love for you to be there. It's, you know, a black tie and all this stuff. And. And she's like, so please come, and you know, we want to give you the check for all the cookies we sold. So, um, so one of the events was a fashion show. Yeah, this was the that was the last event was the fashion show yeah. where Dr. Joyce Brothers did some modeling. So mm-hmm. that was another celebrities, and it was hosted by Robin Leach. And it just, man, I loved <laughs> lifestyles of the rich and famous. I just loved it so much. It was like, I just wanted to be some super rich. <laughs> like jet setter when I was, you know, seven. You still want to do that. Yeah, it's amazing. I just want to be a rich dilettante. It's a dream. Um, and so I just, man, I just love it. Like seeing Robin Leach hearing that silky smooth voice just really took me back. Oh. I couldn't. I couldn't not not address that. <laughs> you, you had to. You had to bring that up. Yeah. Um. So they have this big party. Annie gets a makeover. And this party. Oh, this party's at Chica's house. Is that right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Like her parents volunteered because they felt bad because they'd they'd missed out on so much. Yeah. Um. But I forgot to say this one thing that happened, which is kind of important, is when they see the red feathers like taking over their territory for the cookies, like um, Phyllis was just saying, you know, this isn't what it's about, right? Yes. Like, no, Annie, this it's isn't... It's not sisterhood. It's not right? supportive. Am I, am I wrong? Like, this isn't what the wilderness girls are about. And Annie was like, no, it's not. And she's like, done. So she like throws away her spy camera, like all this stuff. And it was just like, I'm not spying for Velda anymore. So cut back to the party. And uh, they come out, Rosa comes out with Annie, and she's all dolled up, and Phil's like, oh, my God, you look amazing. And she's like, we just took something out of your closet. And she's like, here, 
meet Cheech Marin. <laughs> yeah. And I said, this he is said, Annie Herman. He said, are you related to Pee Wee? Yeah, he did. But he said, Annie Herman, boy, oh, yoing. <laughs> so not appropriate. So gross. <laughs> so. Do you think he's like, this This line works. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, he takes her off and they're doing a whole thing. Um, and Velda does show up. And, um, and, uh, uh, I can't remember when this happens. Um, I, I feel like it happens after. So Velda shows up and she gives, you know, they have the whole thing. She gives her the check and she's like, whatever. I was a little disappointed. It wasn't like a publisher's clearinghouse style. Right. Check. I like a big check. So she was just like, whatever, this is stupid. And she leaves. Like and but she sees Annie and is like, I what are you doing? And she's like, you know what? Fuck off. All right, Velda, I'm not working for you anymore. And Velda calls her like a slut or something. Yeah, she did. It was not nice. And not, she's just like nice. Fuck off. So then um we see Phyllis dancing with the dictator because and he and she's like, you know, dictator, should I call you dick? Like, what should I call you? <laughs> And he's like, oh, you can call me Boing Boing or something. Bong Bong, yeah. Bong Bong. His credit, the the name of the character is Bong Bong the Dictator. Okay, Bong Bong. And she's like, oh, okay, Bong Bong. So, so, <laughs> so then um, Freddie cuts in and he's like, you're doing amazing. This is all wonderful. La, 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 la. It's nice, can we- but it's a bit condescending, right? Like, it's yeah. still like this is so cute that you're doing something. Yeah. And it was like, can we talk? So that actually might've happened before Velda showed up, but so then they eventually get to talking and she thinks it might be about like them getting back together. It is set up. It it does feel like he's going to propose reconciling. And instead what he says is that he wants like shared custody of Hannah when they get divorced, which, you know, the way it happened first of all, don't do that at somebody at a party. Like, if somebody's throwing a party, yeah. don't drop something on that, like that on them. That's not cool. No. If they're hosting a party, don't do that. But it is, we did get the sense earlier in the movie that he had not been a present parent. Yes. So this is sort of a step for him to yeah. realize that he does want to spend time with Anna. So that is good, but he's not handling it the right way. No. And then she, like, gets really mad, throws champagne in his face, and walks off, but walks right into the pool. And then it was like, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. And then just stands up and was like, whatever. And like walks out of the pool. <laughs> and then he just says, we're in the middle of a divorce. And everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. And goes back to having their like party. It did remind me when we went to my grandparents' like 70th wedding anniversary party. Yeah. It was at a Beverly Hills house. Not as nice as that one by any means, but still yeah. a nice house. But it had like table set up all around right to the edge of the pool mm-hmm. and I was so nervous that whole party that you know all these 80 something 90 year old people walking around that somebody was going to fall <laughs> in the pool oh at the anniversary party yeah yeah that was weird because people do that they have these dinner parties like right around their pool and there's no railing or gate or anything and I'm like it's one too many cocktails somebody's going in it's over um so so right after that, he, you know, Hannah goes to stay with her dad and she's like packing up her stuff. And then, you know, her mom, you know, is like, okay, well, I'm going to miss you. And she's like, okay, well, don't forget to, you know, Hannah's like telling her what to do and like not to forget to do stuff. And cause Rosa's not there. And so after she leaves, Velda shows up and is basically like, you, you don't need, don't go to the jamboree. Like you, you're you're a joke. Like don't do it. This is a ter- terrible idea. Like this is real. When the jamboree is real, so don't go. Yeah, um, just going out of her way to be an asshole. Just really mean. So she leaves, and then Phyllis. She spirals. <laughs> she, she spirals. But that we we then cut to seeing like Hannah hanging out with her dad. They're like playing Nintendo. He's like, let's go get ice cream. Let's do pizza. Da, da. And I remember, I just wrote down like child of divorce. Yeah. Because I remember like when we when my parents first got divorced, I was 
six. And there'd be like the times sometimes like we go do like when we do weekends with my dad, it would be like, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. And then like after a while, it was just like, I don't have to buy your love anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what are we doing? Nothing. (laughs) Shut up and watch TV. (laughs) No, your dad would never say something like that. Um, (laughs) No, but it was was like, I get it. Like that's what, I mean, I don't know that it, is always like that, but I underst- I understood that dynamic that was happening right there. Like and I was just wondering, where's this condo? Like right on the beach. Yeah. And she's just like, Dad, like stop it. You're trying too hard. Um so and then we also find out that it's he's broken up with Yeah, he's not with the the real estate. The lady, real estate lady. Lisa. Um so then we go back to Phyllis. She's like in the dark watching like Home movie movies. home old home movie <laughs> and Craig T. Nelson is wearing the same shirt in the scene with Hannah as he is in the home movie. Oh, is he? I didn't so I was just that. wondering if like maybe he had a short schedule. And they're <laughs> just like, we don't have time for you to change. Just go film with that other kid on a swing set. Just go do it. <laughs> um, so and it was like memories. <laughs> and there's like a trail of Avion bottles, just like all over the place. <laughs> Like I like that when she's like chill and relaxed, she's just drinking champagne everywhere any yeah. time of day. But when she's upset, she's chugging water. And so her her friend, the romance novelist, shows up and she's like, "What are you doing? You need to get out of bed." And she's like, "Give me my Evian." She's like, "Haven't you had enough?" She's like, "Don't tell me what to do." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "You have to get up." And so then they have a meeting, and she says, "I don't even like let's go shopping." And she says, "I don't want to." She's like, I don't even want to shop. And she's like, that's not funny. This like, is serious. This is real. So the girls, they they have a meeting. She's sitting down and she was like, look, as mean as Velda was, she's right. Like, I can't, I can't in good conscience take you guys into the woods. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's not safe. It's not okay. And, you know, she's like, so I'm going to step down as your leader. And they were like, no. That's not going to work. You've done so much for us. Like, we can do this. We can all do this. Like, we can all work together and do this. Um, so she can't. She said they won't let her quit. So then they go. I mean, a part of me was thinking, I mean, do any of them really have, in my head, I'm like, I mean, the sentiment is wrong. But on the other hand... <laughs> Are they going to be safe in the woods? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so they show up at the jamboree. They pull up in their cars, like, you know, hooting and hollering. Everyone else is already there lined up. And Velda is just pissed because she thought that they had bowed out. So she makes them go. And then she's like, Annie, you can't go with them. And she's like, but I'm an assistant troop leader. She's like, nope, you're fired. And she was like, oh, Okay. Because that was the other thing is they were like, well, we'll have Annie. And Annie yeah. knows Annie knows what, what she's to doing. do. Yeah. Um, so she's like, okay, we're going to do this. So they start following the map and they're walking. And then they're like, well, which way do we go? And she gets a little like frazzled. Then she's like, no way, I can do this. And she does like the but landmarks in Beverly Hills. And it was basically like, like where Rodeo meets Wilshire. She yeah. was mapping out where the stores were. And then she went like this and she went, so we're going to go this way. Like, so she was able to like figure it out. And I, I think too, there is a little bit of like, just because you can't do something the way it's traditionally done doesn't mean you don't know how to do something. Um, and so they figure out where to go. They go walking and then what we see is that the red feathers, because you're supposed to be following like a colored flag. Right. You follow that, the map and you'll see trail markers along the way. That shows you you're going the right way. So the red feathers are fucking with their flags and taking them off course. So they end up in like this crazy swamp. And she's able to talk to Annie at that point over the walkie talkie. And she's like, I think we're in the wrong spot. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then she asked, you know, like, do, I think it was like rattlesnakes. Do rattlesnakes live in water? And she was like, no, they hate water. And she's like, oh, thank God. She's like, but the cotton mouth and they're even, they're they're just as deadly, but they don't make any noise before they strike. And they're like, oh my God. They all freak out and go running out. And so then they actually get no, no, not yet. So they they run out of the swamp and they seem to have like 
you know, caught back up to where they needed to be. And then in that moment, the they're like a skunk. They all chases them out. And so then they end up like beating running. the Red Feathers time like by like half a second yeah. because they were running away from a skunk. And Velda was like, oh, you're going to pay. And then the next scene, we see her wearing a skunk hat. <laughs> <laughs> so she killed the skunk. She, yeah, crazy. she picked the skunk up by the tail. I feel, and that is a bold move because that skunk will spray you in the face. Yeah. She, she crazy. One, one thing I saw in the trivia on IMDb about this movie was that actually rattlesnakes are, do like the water. Oh. So somebody was, well, actually, <laughs> that scene, they're like, they had me until that moment and it took me right out of the movie. And I was like, nope. <sighs> movie over. The veracity in this movie is terrible. Um, <laughs> so... So then it's evening and Velda has decided the the woman who's been leading them, uh, the Red Feathers, because Velda planned everything out. She planned out the routes. Because she, she like, was the troop leader of the Red Feathers. And, right. And her daughter is, is a Red Feather. By the way, her daughter reminded me of Leaf Phoenix's character from uh, Parenthood. Uh, oh. Leaf Phoenix? Joaquin was called Leaf back then. Oh, was he? Yeah. Hmm. Yes. All right, I could see that. Um, so uh yeah, so then she's like, You're gonna be sick tomorrow. And she's like, What? I am? And she's like, Yeah. So the next morning she's like, So she's so ill, I'm gonna take over leading them. And they're like, Well, that's not like you know the route. It's not even about following a map anymore. You mapped it out. So she's like, too bad, that's what's happening. And they go. Um, and then there's more sabotage. She, like, cuts this bridge. Like, all this stuff happens. And they get there to the bridge, the Beverly Hills, Troop Beverly Hills, and they can't get across. And, like, and it, she was just, like, Phyllis was like, you know what? I can't anymore. Like, I'm so mad. Like, we've worked so hard. And we just can't, we can't even finish. It wasn't even about winning at that point. It was just like, we just wanted to finish the race. But they're like, but we know we're winners because we've gotten this far. Yeah. It's sort of the message she's trying to rally them around. Right. But she was still, she was still really upset about it. Um, And then they were like, but no, look, there's a log that goes across. So they go over there and then Hannah's like, I'm going to do this because she does, you know. um, We see her earlier doing balance beam. She does gymnastics. Right. The balance beam in their house. (laughs) Yeah. In their giant gym inside their house. Yeah. Um, So she's like, I'm going to do it. And Phyllis is like, no, you're not. You're the kid. I'll do it. I'm the grown up. And she's like, you're afraid of heights. She's like, it doesn't matter. So she goes up there. She goes to try and get across the log. She sort of like loses her balance, reaches out to like a branch, which snaps and she falls over. And then Hannah's like, I'm going to come get you. She starts walking on the log. Her foot gets stuck in the log and everybody's freaking out. <laughs> Their reaction shots are amazing. <laughs> they're, they're upset. They are in it. It really does. I mean, this did come first, but it really does. <laughs> Remind me of what on American Summer. <laughs> We're like, oh my god, oh no, you're doing what? What? <laughs> like it's just like that. <laughs> so Phyllis turns around, is like, I'm coming to get you. She goes, she gets her foot out. They stand up and they walk, and because she's now like in lecturing her mode, daughter yeah. and in mom mode, they get across without even thinking about it, and then. The girls like start screaming. They're like, oh my God, we made it across. And then she's like, okay, go tie a rock and throw it to me. Like that was the part that I was just like, is that, I mean, who's got an arm that good, right? Yeah, that was a little weird. I mean, I think the way you generally do bridge something is you throw something across that you Mm -hmm. can secure and then somebody does like shimmy over on the rope Mm -hmm. and then you start throwing more ropes and then you start attaching stuff to it. That's how you would build a bridge like that if you... We're just coming from one side, so it mm-hmm. sort of makes sense. But yeah, there's a big gap. My my thing was, why are you trying to cross this by walking across? That is the worst technique possible. You should straddle it and just sort of scooch across. It's a lot safer. <laughs> basically, the posture she ends up in after she falls, she should have just like basically <laughs> humped her. <laughs> 
<laughs> she should have just sort of like humped her way across. Stop you know doing I mean. that. <laughs> you look crazy. Anyway. But you get what I'm saying? So that, yeah. Okay. So they, they do that. And then they're just, that was when, when they get over, because they're like, we've lost a lot of time. And then it was just like, you know what, though? We didn't give up. So we are winners. Like, it doesn't matter now how we cross the finish line. And um, then we see the, the red feathers were sort of keeping an eye on them and see that they made it across. Right. And then Velda is just like, you know what? Fuck it. I know a shortcut. And they're like, are you sure you want to do that? It says on here there's a lot of like, you know, traps. and There's actual hunters, hunters. You know, and she's like, whatever. I know what I'm doing. And she falls into maybe it's a bear trap. I don't know, but it's like a big hole and clearly hurts her, like breaks her ankle and her daughter's like, leave her rations. Like, let's go. She's dead. <laughs> and well, then she's she yelling. never let her daughter call her mom. It was yeah, always no. call me sir. And she was like, and she's like yelling at her and she's like, I was in 17 hours of labor. And I was just like, please. <laughs> 17. <laughs> Amateur hour. I wish I had 17 hours of labor. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so so they leave her and they're going off doing their thing. Um, and then we see like the crowd is like starting to gather and waiting for like it to end. And Tess's dad, the director, has like a whole like crew there because he's like he was like, I want to pan and I want to do all this stuff. And and we're going to zoom in on the winners, which is going to be them. Um, and then we go back. The The girls are walking and then they hear Velda like screaming. So they go and they find her and then they decide like what's wrong with her and what they should do. And and they, you know, Phyllis is like, it's up to you guys. You decide what to do. And then they they decide they want to leave her. No, they, they, <laughs> and Phyllis they is like, up. no, we have to we have to help her. So they <laughs> So, so those times do. where you hope your kids make the right decision. Like, <laughs> and they don't. They don't. Um, so, <laughs> but they ultimately, I mean, they, they didn't fight her when she was like, no, we do. But, and then what we do see is that they actually really did learn a lot about how to survive in the wilderness. And they, they tied their backpacks together. They did all this stuff. And then they carried her, like, a, they, they turned it into a stretcher, basically. And they pulled her out of the woods. That would be so tiring to drag a sled with dead, like a person's dead weight on it. Yeah, and they're not. No, and they're big and, and strong. And she's people. like complaining and like all. And they're like, you know what? Shut up. So they, the red feathers are the first ones out. They go and they're like, we win, we get the trophy. And the woman in charge was like, well, wait a minute, where's your mom? Like, you have to have like a leader. Like that's those are the rules. And she's like, whatever, just give me the trophy. And she takes it and she runs off with Tori Spell. Super psych, psych about it. Um, and they run away. And then we see uh then we see like Troop Beverly Hills marching down. And they actually win because they're the first troop to to cross with the leader. And they, you know, and and I can't remember the woman's name. Who's the leader? The older woman. Yeah. Um but she was like, I'm so sorry we don't have a trophy for you. And they, she was like, we don't care. We never really wanted a trophy. We just wanted to prove we were wilderness girls. And, um, oh, before that, though, Velda goes nuts and gets fired. <laughs> like, she goes crazy because she's like, no, they can't win. And in that moment, she really does not seem to be feeling her, her ankle. Yeah. And she, like, flips out. And then she's like, I'm going to make my own thing and coming up with names which are kind of creative and just like tears off in a jeep yeah she like lost her mind she went crazy but yeah so then they were like we just wanted to prove we were wilderness girls and she was like well whoever said you weren't and they were like velda and they were like well you win you guys are going to get the cover you're going to do this and everybody's so excited and they do like their true beverly hills thing beverly hills um phyllis and freddie back together everything's great uh, we see that they get the 1990 cover of the Wilderness Girls magazine because they won, and it says, like, Troop Beverly Hills and whatever. And then it ends with Velda is working at Kmart, which is what she threatened Annie with every time. She wouldn't do what she wanted. Really just shitting on Kmart in this movie. And she was like, blue light special aisle five or something. There was some joke about a Halloween party, and I did not get it. 
It was Where? Like, it's towards the end. I don't know. There's some reference to something about at a Halloween party, and mm. I was like, I don't understand what this means. I can't explain it better than that. Well, then I can't help you. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> How did you feel about the parents getting back together? Do you think he deserved it? Did he earn it? Like earn back? I, I felt like he was kind of. I. I don't know. It felt like they both wanted it and just didn't know how to say it, mm-hmm. like, like pride wise, that they didn't. Yeah, they both had express. Like we hear them essentially express that. Yeah, separately. So I felt I, it did feel like, based on the only real like fight fight that we see between the two of them, which is in the beginning, it feels like what happened was they, as more money came in, they sort of like drifted apart and didn't stay as they were when they first met but also didn't like take the time to get to know each other as they were changing Mm -hmm. so that's what i think yeah and shelly long she's great amazing i love this movie i think it is so good she's great in this movie i mean she carries the whole thing she's in most every scene of the movie pretty much yeah um yeah, I, my favorite Shelley Long movie was The Money Pit. That's a good one. That's a great movie. Um, but yeah, no, this was, uh, this was, I, I could watch this over and over again. We actually own it. <laughs> we do own it. <laughs> it's, it. It's a fun one. I really enjoy this one. Yeah. So, for my birthday, you want to get me a little something, something, I would appreciate a nice review. Little five stars, little, little, it's great. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And, and it's free. It's free. And you can subscribe. That's also free. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rated PG Podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook at PG Podcast. We are posting stuff there. Um, yeah. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, oh, don't forget the challenge. The uh, sing sing a song in the beginning challenge. I will uh, put it if you put it into the review. What song you want me to work in? I will, and we'll give you a shout out at the end. So don't forget about that, please. Yes, I'm curious to see <laughs> Melissa try to weave in something super <laughs> inappropriate. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in me. Oh, so happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. What a great birthday. Yay. What a great birthday treat. Off to Chili's. To get to spend it with you all. (laughs) (laughs) And just remember, if the kids aren't watching it, we ain't talking about it.